Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly. My name is Trevor. I'm one of the pastors at the Church of Grace Station and your host. The Weekly is a 20-minute podcast devoted to books, current events, and issues relevant to the life of our church. Tis the season to get nostalgic. This time of year, we get nostalgic about all sorts of different things. Smells of certain cookies we remember our grandparents making, certain movies, certain Christmas songs. We get nostalgic about all sorts of things. So Jim Slice and I talk about that tonight, nostalgia. What is it for? What is nostalgia? And how might nostalgia be pointing to something deeper? That's what we talk about in tonight's episode. We hope that you find it helpful. Give it a listen. All right, Jim, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, my pleasure. I'm glad to be here as always. All right, tell me, here's your surprise question. All right, surprise question. What is your earliest Christmas memory? Ooh, oh, that that's a tough one. Um, I, think, I think I can remember as far back as age four. Maybe it was three. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force, and he worked the night shift um, Christmas Eve. And so when we got up on Christmas Day, we had to wait for him to get home from work before we could go open presents. And then um, I remember uh, my parents got me farm, like, you know, pretend farm tools. Um, and I immediately took the hoe and kind of stuck it in my waistband and pretended it was my sword. So um, earliest, earliest Christmas memory. That's great. And, and totally fitting for the topic at hand tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I invited Jim on to discuss the topic of nostalgia. Mm, yeah. yeah. So um, if you were to define nostalgia, how would you define it? Uh, oh, gosh, that's kind of tough. Um, I, would, I would think nostalgia is um, just anything, um, you know, maybe a particular thing or even something that resembles a particular thing that uh, calls to memory a time of joy um, a time um, of celebration, you know, something in your life that had a strong, positive, emotional impact. Um, and so when you're confronted with that, um, with that thing, um, and it could be like, when I say like a specific thing, it could be like a particular type of food. Um, no, that's not particular enough. A particular movie or um, something that's similar to something else someone cooking a dish that you've had before mm. um, the smell will, will kind of bring that that back and you think back to that time and oftentimes it's during your childhood and um, it's just a time when when you felt joy and so remembering that the thing was associated with joy kind of makes you feel a little bit of that joy again but not only not only that joy there's also a little bit of uh, I don't know um, sadness that accompanies it sure bitter uh nostalgia is a bit of a bittersweet emotion right right um yeah i think that's a good point um i think that uh there's maybe just sort of a natural progression um like from innocence to uh cynicism maybe or that seems like kind of a strong word Uh, but over the course of your lives that the ability to enjoy a thing the ability to Hmm. celebrate um, is more fresh and less tarnished in our in our youth and our childhood 
Um, and then as an adult, kind of remembering back to that, we think like, will I ever feel that way again? Mm. Will I ever be unburdened enough hmm. um, to feel joy that intensely, to celebrate um, without any sort of uh, kind of reservation in the back of my mind? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was just sharing with you a moment ago that uh, we showed our boys Home Alone. I, I have two sons, mm. six and three years old, and we watched Home Alone. And the scene when the traps were going off, my boys were just cackling, <laughs> just cackling. It was so much fun seeing how much fun they were having. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, you know, it, there's something kind of nostalgic about that, you know, remembering remembering when you first saw Home Alone, you know, remembering or, or whatever it is, you know, the associations that come with those Christmas movies and, and kind of remembering back to that and remembering how much fun it was when you initially experienced and then kind of thinking about Man, those days are long gone. I, right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna laugh at Home Alone or cackle at Home Alone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you have any um, uh, doubts about the power of nostalgia, what I would encourage you to do is to log on to Disney Plus <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And see uh, all of the things that Disney Plus has produced and how they are absolutely banking on nostalgia. Right, right. You know, with all the new Star Wars that they're producing, Mm -hmm. um, all of the new, the remakes of every Mm -hmm. Disney movie from your childhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, um, nostalgia is is alive and well. And uh, nostalgia is a, a uniquely powerful emotion and a uniquely profitable emotion. Um, gosh, even today I was I was scrolling through uh, uh, the the church's Instagram and noticed how many uh, like '80s kids, '90s kids throwback accounts there were. Wow! And okay. they would yeah. So if if you think you're immune to nostalgia, go into one of those and you know look at the uh, toys you forgot you had mm-hmm. posts mm-hmm. or the the posts that have like the the uh, intro music from Family Matters, and you will find yourself. Instantly transported back to you know right. being ten years yeah. old or whatever. I guess everything that's old becomes new again, or something yeah. along those lines. And, yeah. Um, okay. So, wow. Well, that's um, um, uh, maybe a little bit heartbreaking. I, you know, I um, I generally think of nostalgia as kind of a positive experience, uh, but I guess there's not any positive experience that someone can't monetize or um, market uh, package for. Um, for their advantage, and I, I, I don't know, and, and maybe I'm being and there's me being. See, I was the one being cynical. You were the on one that. being cynical. I was, I was being cynical. And no, I, I don't think so. I'm just, just sort of observational, and, um, and, and, and I don't know, and maybe I'm being too reactionary, and maybe, um, you know, maybe to some degree, um, Disney or, or others like provide a little bit of a service, and um, there, you know, there's you know, to, again, you know, in a limited sense. Um, it's okay for them to say, "Here, here's nostalgia. Here, this is the thing that we're we're offering to you." Mm. So, here's a question: what, what would be an example of something that makes you feel nostalgia? Hmm. Um, I would say, well, I, I think I've already kind of hinted, hinted at it. Um, my Christmas movies, um, definitely, and some of my non-Christmas movies. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is kind of right up there at the top. Um, and we watch that as a family, not every single year, um, but enough times that, you know, we could all quote it and, um, sort of enjoy it together. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> I think of my, my brother reciting some of the lines and, um, and, and just the way he does it is kind of hilarious, but, 
Um, so yeah, so movies like It's a Wonderful Life, uh, you know, any dish that my mom made growing up, uh, and there was, I mean, there was one thing she used to make brisket, uh, not, you know, especially at Christmas time. Uh, but when she would make brisket, she would marinate it in like port wine and some mix of herbs and it would make the house stink. Um, but in a good way, like in a way, like a, I stink is, is not exactly the right word, but it was strong. It was a very strong smell. Tammy, I hope you're, yeah, I hope, Mama, I hope you're not listening. Please, please forgive me. Like, yeah, it, um, it, yeah, stink just means that it was powerful, yeah. um, overpowering, um, everything else. Um, but it always meant that brisket was coming mm. and, um, and my mom's brisket was great. Um, and every time she would make it, I would remember the last several times that she had made it mm. and remember those times fondly. So, mm. you know, I'd say one, one, um, nostalgic, I guess one, one thing that I get nostalgic about is there's a, the, uh, I have this really specific memory of the smell of my dad. My dad had this F-150 and I have this really specific memory about the smell of that truck mm. and associating it with football practice. Mm. And when in, all throughout Little League, my dad was my coach. Mm-hmm. And we would ride together in that truck. Mm-hmm. And we would listen to, on the way to practice, we'd always listen to Sticks, you know, the 80s man <laughs> Sticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, when I hear Sticks, these particular songs from this particular album, I uh, just, I smell the truck. I think I smell the football equipment. Mm-hmm. I think about those moments. And it was like completely meaningless. When we were experiencing them, yeah, but you know, somehow it like embedded it itself in my heart and mind in a way sure, that's sure, sure, really kind of amazing, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, this time of year, we've already sort of alluded alluded to this. The there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped around Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and really that it seems to be kind of uh, like woven into the very, I don't know, like fabric of the holiday itself you know right. one of the things i was thinking about was yesterday in the car we were driving up to this polar express thing and there's a judy garland uh version of oh gosh one one christmas it was recorded a long time ago mm-hmm. and that song which was recorded in what sounded like the 40s or 50s was talking about christmases long ago mm-hmm. christmases long long ago yeah i guess it was that song it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year most wonderful. I, I'm not sure. Christmases. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I, it, I think I know what you're talking about. So you go, you go through and listen to Christmas songs, and it's like even the songs that we're nostalgic about talk about the in ages mm-hmm. we're nostalgic about, like a 1940s Christmas. You know, sitting at the family hearth, and right? Listening right. to records. It's like what they were listening to was also nostalgic as well. Mm-hmm. So there seems to be something that's particularly nostalgic about Christmas. Right. Why is that? Um. Well, I mean, I, I think it's it's got to have something to do with um, maybe sort of the larger meaning of nostalgia, uh, that there's a, a longing for some return to uh, to a different time, mm. um, um, a time when maybe um, at least we think things were better, um, and a time you know when we were at least more innocent or, or relatively innocent. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, that desire to return, that desire to um, go back to um, peace is, is maybe like an inborn desire to go back towards shalom and, and mm. ripeness and, mm. um, you know, full restoration of 
relationships with um, God and with one another. So, um, you know, so I, I think that um, Christmas being the, um, the advent of Christ, um, the one who's going to um, make that restoration possible, um, m- means that um, Christmas just kind of naturally lends itself to nostalgia, to, mm. um, to wanting to go back to that um, uh, pre-fallen state. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so um, if nostalgia is... If it, maybe if we were to sort of boil nostalgia down into three sort of key features. One, it's, it's about remembering. It's mm-hmm. about remembering a time that's past, a time that is no more. It's about remembering a positive or a, a, a joyous time mm-hmm. or remembering it in such a way that it brings joy. And then I, and then I would say a third element of that is, is a little bit of grief mm-hmm. that the, that time is no more. Right. Um, and it's really easy to make the jump then, if you know, thinking about nostalgia uh, in those terms, it's really easy to make the jump then towards what nostalgia might be for, mm-hmm. why God has given us nostalgia, or, or, or maybe what nostalgia is pointing to ultimately, which you've already made mention of. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, I think that, um, and yeah, maybe be helpful to, I mean, if you don't mind me reading a Lewis quote here. Please. Um, Lewis says that apparently this then, is C.S. Lewis, right? Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yes, uh, C.S. Lewis in uh, The Weight of Glory um, says apparently then our lifelong nostalgia, our longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we now feel cut off, to be on the inside of some door which we have always seen from the outside, is no mere neurotic fancy, but the truest index of our real situation. Hmm. And to be at last summoned inside would be both glory and honor beyond all our merits and also the healing of that old ache, of that old ache. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think Lewis is, is saying that, you know, there, there's sort of a uh, reverse nostalgia um, that looks forward mm. um, um, and forward to a time when that uh, innocence will be restored, um, when relationships will be made right. Um, when our sins are, you know, finally mm. um, cleansed and forgiven. Mm. Mm. Yeah, nostalgia tells the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there is that there is a uh, a state of innocence, a place of joy that we are now on the outside of that we, right. we grieve over the loss of. It tells the truth, and and that it tells the story of the human race mm-hmm. that we once were in perfect unity, perfect relationship with God, with with others, with our with our own selves and with the world, all of that was fractured in, in the fall. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, you know, maybe our, our nostalgia is a symptom of that fracturing. Uh, and, but in, in it, I've heard it said before, and I think this might be Lewis, that nostalgia, uh, or that hope rather, is nostalgia turned forward. Mm-hmm. That it's a, a sort of longing for a place that we're not quite yet. Oh, that's really um, encouraging. Yeah, that, so as we think about, you know, the second advent of Christ, about Jesus's return when he when he makes all things new and, and mm-hmm. makes all things whole again, you know, in some ways maybe our nostalgia can sort of function as a, a way of understanding like what it is we're longing for. That right. same sense of joy and wholeness associated with those memories is what is actually awaiting us mm-hmm. upon That's Christ's good. return. Yeah, I I, th- I feel like somewhere else. I think it was in letters to Malcolm. He he talks about how when you experience those things. You know the putting putting the the hoe in your waistband and it being a uh, 
uh, a sword and that early Christmas and as meaningless as it felt, you know, in the moment, how we, we, we sort of fill it with meaning, mm-hmm. kind of thinking back that uh, he, I guess he kind of speculates or, or postulates or whatever that uh, when we when we get into eternity, when we arrive at the new heavens and the new earth, our hearts will be whole in such a way that we will be able to experience the fullness of every moment mm. and we'll, we'll experience it in the present in the same way that we remember it. Does it make sense? Right, right. Okay, yeah, um, I do remember that. Man, this is really turning into a, a C.S. Lewis podcast, <laughs> but um, they, they touch on similar themes in Out of the Silent Planet um, where, C- or where um, the character Ransom um, goes to you know what is effectively Mars and um, and basically the premise is is um, Mars is an unfallen world, so he meets creatures who um, still have right relationship with the Father, and um, and they talk about um, you know just the, the you know the sort of brokenness of man who like um, you know finds something good and then just like clutches at more and more of it, mm-hmm. um, but that really like the people in right relationship with God um, they receive something good. Um, they're thankful for it, and then the memory of that good um, is also part of the good, um, and they're able to go on enjoying it, um, even as they don't grasp for more and more of it. Um, so, doesn't a character ask Ransom, like, why would you want to sing your favorite song twice? Why, yeah, why is yeah, that, why okay. is singing it once not enough? Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and yeah, well, I, I think what's being uh, sort of gotten at there is is whatever is wrong with us that. Uh, causes us not to have the capacity to experience the full joy of a particular moment, to be distracted by our phones, to be inwardly focused so we can't, you know, be attentive to the the, the beauty and uniqueness of this three-year-old child, you know, putting Legos together, you know, in front right. of me in the living room. You know, whatever it is that prohibits me from experiencing the full joy of that moment will be removed from me in mm. the new heavens and the new earth. My, my self-obsession that makes it impossible for me to really kind of drink in the glory of this moment will be mm-hmm. removed and we'll be able to experience every moment mm. in fullness. Man, that's really encouraging. And that's that's the weight of glory, right? right. That he talks about in the book that it's almost too much to bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, it's not, it's not a, none of this is detached from the giver, the giver of the good gifts, right? This is... Right, right. And I, um, and I, yeah, I think that that's maybe the trap of nostalgia is... Yeah. Um, that you know we we can't really go back on our own we can't um go back i think like sometimes when we grasp after that thing um when we we try to get back to that place um we find that you know it's it's just not the same Mm. um you know maybe there are things about it that we didn't recognize or maybe we've changed um and aren't able to receive it in the same way um so and sort of ironically miss what's what God has for us in this moment, right? By kind of clamoring for the past, right? Um, but I think if if we just kind of allow it to come naturally, um, it can remind us of those um, those other times, and we can enjoy those times again. Yeah, um, just through the memory. That's good. I think Andy Bernard in the office said, "I wish we could know it was the good old days while we were in them." <laughs> you, you remember that quote? Um, no, but it's it's poignant. Yeah, um, that's good. And, and I think what you know maybe maybe the hope for the Christian is. Um, the good old days are still in front of us. Right. Um, 
further up and further in. The further up and further in. The best is yet to come. So it's good. Yeah, man. man every really C.S. Lewis work has been t- touched on tonight. So, um, <laughs> We've covered the uh, the omnibus there. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Cool. Well, uh, listener, thanks for listening. Hope that you have a wonderful, uh, nostalgic, uh, new memory making, hope filled, yeah. peaceful, wholesome, joyful Christmas in all the best ways. Um, thanks for listening, and we will talk with you next time.